This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Here we go, hour two. It is a great day for talk radio. Man, oh man. Uh, There's a lot of things developing, as uh, we just heard from the vice president of GN Canada. Uh, There's no intention of keeping that plant operating in the 2,500 jobs, the best they can offer. Uh, I guess it's almost like throwing an anchor to a drowning man is, you know, or the old adage, a guy's drowning 30 feet from shore. You throw him a 20 foot rope and say, hey, what's your problem? We met you more than halfway. Uh, you know, it does him no good. But uh, they're saying they're going to retrain, offer all kinds of benefits and, you know, uh, vouchers to buy cars. Where are those cars built exactly? <laughs> anyway, uh, Jerry Diaz, a little later in the program, we're looking forward to that as he went to Detroit earlier today trying to convince the folks at GM that it was uh, in their best interest to maintain some kind of uh, employment force there at uh, at Oshawa, but that doesn't look to be in the cards, as we heard from the VP just moments ago. Uh, the President of the United States, we're going to hear from him later on tonight. Uh, he's going to have a message for the nation. I guess he's going around traditional media as uh, he's speaking directly to the folks about the necessity for a border wall. I don't know if you've followed this at all, but uh, it's an issue that's been festering. Well, since the election, actually, he promised to have a wall built and the Mexicans would pay for it. He sort of climbed down off that position. Uh, Now he's asking $5 billion from Congress, uh, citing it as a pittance. And, well, this is a divisive issue. Any way you look at it, the Dems are now in control of the House. Nancy Pelosi, the new speaker, saying she wouldn't give a dollar or I guess maybe that is it. The max is she would give a dollar for this thing. So uh, it may have to be fought in the court of public opinion. Reggie Cicchini is in Washington, the Washington bureau producer with Global National, and he's going to frame this whole issue for us and uh, what the implications or ramifications may be. Reggie, how are you this afternoon? Good afternoon, John. So, uh, President goes on the air. What time tonight? Set to go on the air at 9 o'clock tonight after a bit of debate back and forth. A couple of the networks were kind of, uh, you know, hesitant to, to, to actually broadcast it. But they all came to consensus that, yes, we'll let the president on at 9 o'clock, followed by a Democratic rebuttal. All right. And what's your sense for what his message will be? Well, I mean, this is going to be one of the things that everyone's watching. Is the president going to jump into this message and kind of make it about the border wall and the need for, uh, you know, enhanced security at the southern part of the United States? Or is he going to open up by talking about how this border wall has affected hundreds of thousands of people in the United States who've been forced to either not go to work or go to work without a paycheck because of this partial government shutdown, in essence, linked to the border wall? So he's got a fine line that he's got to watch when he starts speaking because there are two very different groups of people that are listening to this conversation tonight. Right. The government employees who haven't been paid, mind you, they'll get retroactive pay, but this thing has gone on for uh, over two weeks now. And he says it could go on indefinitely or for the full year if necessary. Uh, Is this a case of brinksmanship? Well, I mean, he says that it could go on for months, if not years, but you got to remember, too, that there's an election that's coming up in two years from now. So imagine two years of furloughed employees, you know, what that would do to the Republican Party at the polls when they actually had to vote in a couple of years' time from now, because even the two and a half weeks, yes, they are going to get some back pay for the work that they haven't been doing. The problem is, is that many of these people don't make a lot of money. Like TSA agents in the United States make something around thirty, maybe $40,000 U.S. When you're living on a wage like that with a family, going paycheck to paycheck, missing just your first paycheck could potentially pose problems. So that's why I'm saying the president has a real fine line when he's watching his words tonight. Well, yeah, and uh, here in Canada, I guess uh, the folks on the Phoenix pay system can possibly relate to some of this. Uh, 
The uh, thing about this whole question, though, is whether or not uh, it's just a case, as I say, of brinksmanship and Pelosi's dug in her heels, the Dems now control the House. Uh, do you see this as both just uh, posturing until one or the other blinks? Well, I mean, it's, it's possible. This is basically a stalling tactic on both sides right now, but no one is really going to move. The president has already said, look, don't send any bills down to the Senate to send to my desk to open up the government unless it has border funding in it because I'm going to ignore them and I'm not going to sign them. The Democrats, on the other hand, are saying, look, we can get most of the government reopened right now if we appropriate these bills one by one down to the Senate and you sign things to get the Treasury Department open, you sign things to get Homeland Security open, we can slowly start to move back towards, you know, economic output in throughout the United States. But because neither of them are willing to budge when it comes to this border wall, we're looking at, you know, that being the main issue here. So whether the president wants to sit there and say, look, this wall is necessary. It's a national security alert right now that we need to be calling because of it. Or the Democrats who say, look, the wall is immoral. We can't be doing anything about it. Both of them are stuck in their positions and neither really do appear willing to be bending. Yeah, uh, we get down into the weeds when you talk about it being immoral uh, because there's the other side of the equation where even the frontline officers with the Border Patrol believe it's necessary. I think they've been canvassed and the polls are overwhelming from their ranks anyway that uh, it would do a lot to mitigate the uh, influx of irregular or illegal border crosses. But that being said, let me ask you if you uh, do believe that the president has the wherewithal or the power uh, through executive order uh, to get the wall started and uh, whatever the necessary funding is to build it. Can he do that? Well, I mean, he can, but there are, you know, a lot of ifs and buts that are going to follow along this sentence. So the president, if he really wanted to kind of take the bold move to say, look, I don't care what Congress has to say. I don't care that they're standing in my way right now. I can circumvent them completely. He could call this a national security alert. And by doing so, it would take money that's already been appropriated to the Pentagon for things like uh, military projects that are underway or need to be uh, spent, uh, you know, in the next couple of months. And he could basically take that money and then start building the wall with it. The problem is, is that he run into uh, potential uh, legal battles from civil liberties groups. He would run into legal battles from inside his own political party and likely from Democrats, too, to say that, look, you, you don't have the power to basically take money inside the Amer inside America, force the military to start doing work inside America. That, that kind of goes against how, uh, how the U.S. military works. So if he decides to go about this way and say, look, the border wall is a national security alert, despite the fact that many people say it's not, uh, he, he's likely setting himself up for some challenges down the road. So he can do it but with problem. I've heard Republican pundits say that uh, this is no different than Barack Obama when he brought DACA in, uh, I think in 2012 or something, the uh, thing to do with uh, deferred action on child arrivals, you know, the people who would come into the country illegally but uh, had been there long enough so an amnesty would be granted or uh, certainly they wouldn't be kicked out of the country. Uh, and that was done through executive order. Is there an analogy here? Well, the president, when President Obama did that under executive order, that was for people that were under a certain age that had been in America for X number of years up to that point, and it kind of stopped at a certain year. So there was a, there was a kind of a realm as to where and how DACA could actually be used when executive order was taking place. What the president is doing right now, he's trying to enact a, a national security alert based on uh, numbers that are being often thrown around without any fact-checking throughout the administration to say that there are problems at the U.S. border. I mean, just a couple of days ago, the White House 
House press secretary was telling uh, Fox News Sunday that something like 3,000 or more people uh, that were kind of coming up through Mexico who were tied to these caravans who were illegal immigrants might have had connections to uh, terrorist organizations. We've now learned from the State Department that that number is actually less than 10, and we're now learning that there are actually more problems from the northern border with Canada when it comes to people who may have uh, affiliations to outside networks that could be considered terrorism, uh, you know, coming from Canada into the United States. So the focus on the U.S. border with Mexico is what the president's been focused on for the last two years. The problem is, is that the numbers don't often add up with what's actually going forward. Again, Reggie Cicchini's with us, Washington bureau producer with Global National on the president's address to the nation tonight at 9 o'clock on uh, the necessity for a border wall is what we're anticipating. And insofar as that's concerned, I mean, there are a lot of different arguments here, uh, including that these undocumented, unskilled workers that, uh, you know, the influx of which would depress the labor market and uh, they would uh, harm, I guess, the wages or compete with the wages of the marginalized uh, Americans. So this is another issue. You know, there are all kinds of offshoots or ramifications, I guess, to the story. Another such that impacts Canadians traveling abroad. Uh, They're saying possibly this shutdown right now uh, could lead to longer custom lines at Pearson. What do you hear? What do you know? Well, so this is what we've been hearing now for the last week is basically this is when I was saying these TSA employees who are basically going to work without a paycheck right now, they already don't make a lot of money as it is. They're already under extreme pressure to make sure that, you know, they're, they're screening everybody properly and, and not letting anybody get through. We're now seeing that at some of the big airports, including in Dallas, through Houston, through New York City's airports, that uh, a number of these TSA agents are simply calling out sick, saying, look, if we're not getting paid for the work that we're doing, why do we bother coming in in the first place? TSA has tried to mitigate this by saying, look, it's only a small number of people, but this Friday is going to be the first time that they actually miss out on a paycheck. So we're expecting it to be by Friday and through the weekend if the number of call-outs continue to rise. It's going to have ramifications for people at Canadian airports that have uh, uh, pre-screening facilities and throughout the United States by saying, look, you need to be at the airport already hours ahead of your flight. You may need to come in extra hours ahead of your flight (laughs) because there's just not going to be enough people to put you through these lines. On the flip side, the only other option would be to tamper down on the screening, and I don't really think anybody wants to deal with that. So this is, like I said, it's affecting federal workers and affecting kind of lower-level people throughout the United States. It's now kind of having a more global reach for people trying to get into the country. Well, insufferable delays at the best of times. So if you're leaving on a Saturday afternoon, you best get there on Friday morning. Uh, That's sort of the takeaway from this. All right, Reggie. Uh, Well, we'll know more here in a matter of hours. Nine o'clock tonight is when the president speaks. Needless to say, uh, there will be all kinds of blowback from that. Perhaps we'll talk in the aftermath. Thanks so much for your time. Thanks, John. Reggie Cicchini, Washington Bureau Producer with Global National. Well, that's an interesting one because, you know, when it impacts us directly, uh, otherwise you say, well, that's, you know, in the States, the land of the dollar bill. Uh, No worry, no harm, no foul, whatever they decide. But no, no, when you're stuck at the airport, and as I say, at the best of times, are you kidding, man? You try to get into the States, well... I don't know. I mean, uh, sometimes traveling during the high holiday season, it's crazy. I mean, and you're like that lab rat that goes through the whole labyrinth there for hours. There are workers in a distant land. They're not getting their paycheck. Uh, yeah. We're going to ratchet up the misery level at the airport next time you're there. What distant land? I was talking about the Phoenix pay system <laughs> here in Canada as well, where the public servants weren't getting paid. Some were getting overpaid. Others were not. I mean, that was another cock up, but uh, we'll leave that for another time and occasion. We've got topics worthy of discussion and our panel standing by. There is a lot of grist for the mill. That's next on The Oakley Show. Global News Radio, 640 Toronto.
Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio. 